Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck starts right now. And as uh, we'd mentioned before, we're going to have our uh, buddy Vivek Ramaswamy, presidential candidate, on at the uh, bottom of the hour. Looking forward to uh, getting a chance to speak to Vivek. I've known Vivek for, for years. We actually did a live event together. Uh, there were a few of us on the program in uh, Milwaukee, Clay, which was a lot of fun. And um, Vivek, uh, this, is, this is really the first time I got a chance to talk to him. He shook my hand. He said, I love your work, man. You're doing great work. So Vivek is a very astute and, uh, and, and brilliant fellow, as we all know. He has excellent taste in uh, conservative media content and is doing quite well in the polls uh, right now, relative to what people would have guessed based on the fact that you know, he was a, somewhat of a, well, he's a newcomer to politics, to be sure. So we'll talk to Vivek in, in a little bit. Um, in the meantime, New York City. Alvin Bragg is the district attorney of New York, as we have discussed many times before. And he came in to a city that was begging for more law and order, really doing the exact opposite. He came in and and he was suggesting that some crimes should be even less severely punished or not punished at all. There was pushback on this. Um Bragg is an individual who's highly ideological. He is pushing, has pushed this prosecution of Donald Trump on, and I'm being serious, Clay, it's, it's that he didn't, what, what is it again? Is that he didn't, it's a, it's a campaign finance issue that it, they elevate to a federal issue because they say it was in furtherance of another crime and therefore the statute is extended and it's a felony and not a misdemeanor. I mean, it is the most legal acrobatics I've ever seen in a high level prosecution yeah. just to bring the prosecution, right? It's, it's effectively he should have listed it as a campaign expenditure and he didn't. And because he didn't and it's involved something federal, the state of New York is bringing just to remind him, isn't that pretty much it? That's yeah. The, you, you've summed it up in some ways and that's a legal complexity. Usually this is a misdemeanor. 
And they are using a loophole to not only elevate it to a felony, they are using a loophole to elevate it to a felony when the statute of limitations would have otherwise expired. And so the other thing to think about, take it outside of Trump. Right now, Alvin Bragg is consistently taking felonies and lowering them to misdemeanors. Here, which is virtually unprecedented in the entirety of the New York City District Attorney's Office, he is taking a misdemeanor and elevating it to a felony. So in general, I think it's almost over half of all felony charges that are filed are being brought down to misdemeanors in the city of New York. Here, he is elevating what would be a misdemeanor to a felony, which is virtually uh, unprecedented solely for political purposes. So he has admitted, this was written up in the New York Post, that he gets scared about going on the New York City subway system and that when he has a family member go on, he is nervous about it. Now, all of us see this and say to ourselves, you are the district attorney. There is no one in a better position to do something about this than the district attorney, but it's inescapable to come to the conclusion that this is for a lot of ideological leftists like Alvin Bragg. This is, Clay, now the price that these cities are just supposed to pay, even with the really high crime rate, even with the disorder. Forty one percent of New Yorkers um, uh, have never been this concerned about their safety, according to a new Siena poll. So they are more concerned now than they have ever been before. Forty one percent of them. And a lot of those New Yorkers were around in the early 90s when things were, like me, when things were completely out of control. So what do we see? Do we see an effort? This is the disconnect, right? If Alvin Bragg was saying this about how even he, the district attorney of Manhattan, is scared to get on the biggest subway system in the biggest city in America, but he was saying, you know what? That's it. You, you, You step out of line. You hurt somebody. We're locking you up. You, you, you steal something for the third time, we're, or, you know, third time. Some of you probably say, why not the first time? Well, because right now it's the 30th or the 50th time and no one cares. But, you know, you're a repeat offender. We're going to, on nonviolent stuff, we're going to lock you up. We, we are going to take the few thousand people who are making New York dangerous and unlivable, and we're going to take away their freedom for a time because that is what the law requires. If he was saying that and doing it, I'd be like, look, it's a tough job. Let's give it some time. But instead, he's, I'm scared to go on the subway, too. But, hey, the system is bad and racist, and so we need to make sure we're letting a lot of people off as lightly as possible. I would also add, on the Daniel Penny case, if I were Daniel Penny's defense attorney, I would actually contemplate calling Alvin Bragg as a witness and forcing him to testify under oath about the fact that he himself, as the chief law enforcement officer, in many ways, of New York City, is afraid of being on a subway. Because then, as the defense attorney, I would say, well, again, I, I want to hear your comments. Wouldn't, and given that being the case, Alvin Bragg, what, I don't know, what, what do you think Alvin Bragg's height and weight is? I have no idea. Do you know? I mean, I, is he you know. short? I, we know he's fat. Is he short too? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. Let, let's let's give him five uh, five ten two fifty. Two fifty may be generous, but all right, five ten two fifty. You are a 
smaller than average, let's say. I think he's shorter than average, but you're you're a, 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 a fat man who probably is not great at defending yourself. Given that you're afraid to get on the subway, wouldn't you prefer that fit, athletic, strong, former Marines are in subway cars with you to potentially protect you from people who might engage in violence? And by the way, you don't even have to start with Daniel Penny. I'm just saying, if I were the defense attorney in New York City, I would put Alvin Bragg on the stand as an illustration of how common this threat is. And I would start off by saying this, hey, Alvin Bragg, you're afraid to get on the subway. Are you less afraid on the subway if there are police officers in the subway car with you? I think everybody would have to say yes, right? You're on the witness stand. Swear to tell the truth. Alvin Bragg, you're afraid of being on the subway, but if you're on the subway and there are police officers on that subway car with you, do you feel safer? Yes. Do you feel safer if there are military personnel in uniform on the subway car with you, in their uniform? Yes, I think you'd have to say yes. Young, athletic, fit guys, yes. So why are you prosecuting Daniel Penny, a former Marine who is young and fit and was trying to protect everyone just like you who might be scared otherwise of perpetrators doing ill will to them, committing crimes of violence, while you're on the subway? I don't know how he answers that question, but to me, it throws everything into an uproar that's my first thought when I saw these quotes was, if I'm Daniel Penny's defense attorney, I'm filing a, a, a motion for uh, for dismissal based on what Alvin Bragg has said because he's letting it be known that the fear of being on the subway is so paramount that even the chief law enforcement officer of New York City is expressing it publicly. And I agree with you, Buck. If he had come back and just said, followed this up by saying, and that's why we are prosecuting every crime so aggressively, whether you're jumping a turnstile, whether you are caught spray painting, doing graffiti, whether you are stealing a water bottle from a uh, from a, a place that's selling uh, products in the subway, we want full justice brought against you. We are going to make the subway safe for everyone. It, it, look, when uh, when Mayor Bloomberg uh, was and I was living in New York City at the time and, and worked at the NYPD for a short while, then when Mayor Bloomberg was running the city. Uh, you know, there are things that I really disagree with Bloomberg on as matters of policy at the national level, but the guy was a good mayor. He had Ray Kelly running things. The city was safe. The city was clean. The city was uh, booming economically. And one of the major components of that was he came in after Ju- after the Giuliani cleanup. He came in and he was just like, yeah, things being clean and safe. This is a good idea for everybody. Let- let's keep this thing going. And the left, you know, started to push and started to demonize. And it really, it all, you look at uh, stop, question, and frisk. That became this huge thing. Oh, we have to get rid of stop, question, and frisk. And and from there, it, it's never enough. That's what everyone has to understand with the left. Any concessions you make to lawlessness always just are followed up with even more. And you see, you see this across the board. Have you seen now, you know, the... Um, the ACLU is, is backing up all these laws that are starting to get rolled out where they're going to try to separate... They're, they're going to push in places like California for laws that if you don't affirm your child's, you know, new gender, that the state can take your kid away from you. That, that's already in process in these places. And organizations like the ACLU are like, yeah, that's right. That's what civil liberties means. If a 12 year old doesn't want to, you know, if a 12 year old wants to rather, you know, cut off his genitals, uh, and a parent says, hold on a second. I don't think this is a good idea. State's got to take that kid away. And this, this is what I mean by that they always keep pushing. 
any concessions made to their bad ideas just result in more demands for more concessions. Well, this is the problem with wokeness in general. It doesn't end. And I've been making this argument for a long time, but I think a lot of people don't really understand it. I used to make this argument about sports teams having to change their names. Okay, the Redskins are gone. Now the Indians are gone. We've got the Commanders and we got the Guardians. That's not enough, right? The new target is going to be the Chiefs, and then the target will be the Braves, and then the target will be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. These people don't want there to be an end. Because if there's an end, then their political power disappears. So they always have to find something more. I'm a rational, reasonable person, Buck. If you set me across the table and I said, okay, I am representing sanity. I don't want to change mascot names at all. But in an interest of compromise and to take this off the table and to stop fighting about it, I'll give you the Redskins, I'll give you the Indians, and we just, this is the end, right? We no longer fight over mascots. People can change mascot names if they think, hey, we'll sell way way more product like they do when they change uniforms. That's how a rational person would go. You'd compromise and it would be over. They won't. The progressive woke agenda is the tip of the spear, they can't ever rest because if they say, okay, things are pretty good here. That's why they've moved from tangible things. Hey, you can't be tangibly racist to, well, actually the whole world is systemically racist. Well, how do you cure systemic racism? Well, you have to be racist in the other direction. That's where we are now, right? It's not even the idea of the idea that if you're racist, you somehow benefit in this country. If you are avowedly racist, you have no political power. You have no ability. I mean, talking about white race, you're unemployable white and can't even find a place to live. Basically, Correct. no one's gonna, no one's gonna sell you a home. No one's gonna rent you a home. I mean, you, you're they, they don't even let indigent. you. They won't even let you have a website. You know, it, it's almost impossible to even have a to be able to write online. So this idea that somehow there's this massive cadre of powerful white supremacists is probably the foundational lie of the Democrat Party right now. And when Joe Biden comes out and says, you know, the greatest threat to America today is white supremacy, I just I just have to laugh. The, the least powerful people politically in America today are white supremacists. <laughs> they, they can't do anything. They can't even get on the Internet. Anyway, I'm fired up about it because it's just the foundational lie that allows all the other lies to be built upon it. We've got uh, Vivek Ramaswamy coming up with us in just a few moments. You know, you always want to provide for your family, even in times of emergency. That's why you buy insurance, medical, home, car, even food insurance. Food insurance comes in the form of emergency prepared foods. These are meals that are specially prepared to be available to you in your home in the event of a natural disaster or a disruption of some kind. The best of the best comes from a company by the name of My Patriot Supply. If you've not yet outfitted yourself with these kinds of meals for your family, we want to get yourself set up now. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and for good reason. Their meals are well-created and prepared in such a way to last for years in your home in the event you need them. Act now, and you'll unlock a new lower price on their popular four-week emergency food kit. In each kit, you'll get energy-boosting breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, that will keep you going when the going gets tough. Best of all, they come in at affordable cost, especially with this offer. To get this special discount, go to preparewithclayandbuck.com. Don't put off your preparedness. Tomorrow could be a day too late. 
Go to preparewithclayandbuck.com right now. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Um, Buck, we got an interesting interview that happened this morning with Disney CEO Bob Iger. Um, He's now announced that he is extending his term for two more years as the CEO. Disney stock continues to flounder, same price it was at nine years ago. And um, our crew pulled from this interview a discussion that I thought was super interesting. Um, He was asked, Bob Iger, CEO, on CNBC, hey, is your feud with Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, affecting attendance at parks. This week, the Wall Street Journal had an article, Buck, that said that the July 4th crowds at Disney World were a decade lows. Um, And I thought this answer was interesting because I do think this has been a major hit to Disney. 
Uh, I think a lot less people are going to their movies, going to their parks, consuming their content. But Bob Iger says that's not true. Listen to this cut. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal that seemed to indicate that people aren't going to Disney World at the rate that they did certainly a year ago. And your fight with the governor there, or his fight with you. Is he having an impact, do you think, on attendance? No. No, we see no sign of that at all. The article that you referred to was not accurate, actually. It was measuring attendance at Disney World on July 4th, which didn't really factor in temperature, which is about 100 degrees and 99% humidity on that day. So if you look at the numbers in Florida in 2023, just recently, versus 2022, where not as much was open, and Florida was the only thing, in, the only game in town, there's a lot more competition today. Okay, so, Buck, what's interesting here is it's a lot always hot. I'm going to toss this out there for our Florida listeners. Buck, you're in Florida right now. It's always hot on July 4th in Orlando. Okay, so Bob Iger saying, well, they didn't really take into account that this July 4th it was hot. It's always hot. They hit a 10-year low. Now, I haven't gone back and looked at the temperatures in Orlando every day on July 4th over the last 10 years, but I would also submit most people going to Disney World on July 4th are doing it as a family vacation, right? I don't think there are that many people who wake up in Orlando on that day and they're like, hey, let's just decide to go to Disney World. I think this fight with Ron DeSantis has been disastrous for Disney's brand. Yeah, the second biggest source of revenue for them after their, the um, uh, media side of it is theme parks. I'm looking here, $55 billion of total revenue uh, for media and entertainment segment in 2022. And let me see, parks experiences, $12 billion. So that's a big, a it's big the most piece. profitable part of Disney right now. Yeah, they make stuff. a lot of money off the theme parks, which is why they push on it. Uh, so for overall revenue, it's the second leading uh, segment of it. They're clearly getting hit. They don't want to admit that. They're hoping that the pressure will fall. You see now they're, they're basically giving away Bud Light at this point. Yes. Not that that's Disney, but I'm just saying. They're not used to this in corporate America, folks. They're not used to the right saying enough is enough. And I think Disney is is getting bud lighted. I really do. Few things drain your energy every day more than being outside when the temps top 90 degrees or more. Days on end. Just an energy zap. Maybe it's so hot that you're like Bob Iger. You can't even go to Disney World. If you want to actually have a little bit of energy, how about some vim, vitality, vigor? Saw some people, I tweeted yesterday, Buck, that I had avocado toast, and they said, you must not be taking chalk. That's how much people were questioning me. Fair, fair potential argument there. My testosterone might be plummeting. I need to be taking more chalk. Get set up today, especially if you're eating avocado toast. There's no telling what's next for you. Pronouns in the bio. Go to chalk.com. That's spelled C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Clay, to save 35% off the subscription for life. Not a week, not a month, the life of the subscription. CHOQ.com today. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's take a look at the polls here for a second, because they just put out, Clay, the first polls showing where the Republican candidates are that meets all the criteria so this is from Politico, the first poll that meets all the criteria for candidates to qualify for the first GOP debate. This is kind of like more official poll. And what we have in it, it shows eight candidates hitting all the criteria um, that are that have at least 1% support. And there's a couple other things. But Trump at 
56%. Ron DeSantis at 17. Vivek Ramaswamy at 8. Vivek in third right now. Mike Pence, 7%. Clay. Nikki Haley, 3%. Tim Scott, 3%. Chris Christie, 3%. Asa Hutchinson at 1%. So Asa, I think, is set to... um uh, make it onto the debate stage, right? That's they have to have at least forty thousand donors. I'm looking at this now, so that so that means if you hit one percent, you are in the polls enough to get on the debate stage. Then you have to have you have to have two national polls that show that, and then you have to have forty thousand individual donors and and have to pledge to support. The eventual nominee. We may be joined here at some point soon by our friend Vivek. He might. Oh, is he with us? Vivek yeah. hey guys. Ramaswamy, tech entrepreneur. And according to polls, Mr. Vivek, third place right now in the Republican primary uh, must be quite a ride for you. It's going well so far. I'm, I think we're still in early days of this, but much of the country still doesn't know who I am. And so we're actually doing better than expected this early in the polls, but I think the debate stage, I heard you just talking about that, and I think that is going to be critical for the next phase of this campaign season, and I think it's going to be a good Can I just ask you, Vivek, I mean, give us give us a preview. Um, obviously, a lot of it's going to be your back and forth with some of the other candidates, but, you know, your version, sometimes we'll do opening statements. Give us a shortened version of your opening statement that you're planning to give on that debate stage. I have to tell you, I haven't prepared it yet, but let me... Let me give it a try. This is called this my debate practice. So, Tom Vivek, I rise with cake, and I have lived the American dream. My parents came to this country with almost no money 40 years ago. I've gone on to found multi-billion dollar companies. I did it while getting married, having two sons, following my faith in God. And I'm in this race because I'm worried that that American dream will not exist for the next generation. And I see a conservative movement today that is habitually running from something. I'm in this race as the first millennial ever to run for president as Republican. I am in this race to lead us to start running to something, to our vision of what it actually means to be an American today. And I think that means reviving the ideals that won us the American Revolution 250 years ago. That's the task ahead in 2024. So I don't know if that was good on the fly or that's not. That's pretty good. That's say. pretty good on the yeah. fly. I don't think Joe Biden could even uh, come up with uh, with a, a single sentence, probably, hardly, to answer a question. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on with us. Well, Congratulations. That's what I got the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. cocaine to help out, you know? <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, I'll ask you about that, because I do think it goes to the distrust that many Americans of all political persuasions feel in institutions of power in this country right now when you hear the secret service come out and say we can't figure out where this cocaine came from what's your reaction do you buy it in any way i think there are two choices of what's at issue one is incompetence and the second is even worse than incompetence it is dishonesty i think in this particular case usually (laughs) i'm a big believer in believing an explanation that ends in incompetence. That is usually the explanation, certainly relating to any bureaucracy, for a failure. But in this particular case, I actually think it's so glaring that it is outright dishonesty. It has to be. 
I mean, it reminds me a little bit of w- the way we felt when we were debating the COVID lab leak, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody had hard evidence that it came from China instantly. That, that has since come out. But at the time, you have a virus, unlike any seen before in the properties by which it's spreading, that started in Wuhan, which is the one city that there's a bioterrorism lab that conducts known gain-of-function research on engineering viruses. And we say that it didn't come from that lab. I mean, how preposterous would that have to be? And the same thing now, you have a son of a U.S. president that regularly visits the White House that literally in his laptop had cocaine, not to mention multiple actual addressed, documented cocaine use incidents that hangs out in the White House. And there's a white bag, a Ziploc, found in areas that not very many people get into that has cocaine in it. Fingerprinting, et cetera. I mean, this isn't, comp- this isn't complicated stuff. If the Secret Service can't do this, I don't particularly trust them to protect the president of the United States from complex threats. But the reality is, of course, they have the capability to. It's the fact of covering up accountability for and this is let's just be honest with this. In the scheme of things, relatively small. I'm not minimizing it. But amongst the scheme of things that I would worry about with this administration, including criminal behaviors that compromise the potential integrity to be able to lead a country, accepting bribes from a state-affiliated company. People have not put this obvious piece together. The $5 million that comes from Burisma, which was a company that's supposedly privately owned but whose owner was on like a National Security Council for Ukraine, happens to now be the country getting $200 billion of taxpayer funds directed by that U.S. president. That's a deeper problem to me than a drug addict kind of president's son leaving some cocaine around the White House. It's not good. It's just an example but, of yeah. Consistent- sorry to cut you off, but you reality. agree you agree with me on this that if you were having to project where this cocaine came from, Hunter Biden is by far the biggest suspect, right? And I'll just say if the, if we knew a serial killer was visiting a house and a dead body was found outside of the house, it wouldn't be crazy. Corinne Jean Pierre said it was unacceptable to even have this discussion. I'm sure you saw that. It wouldn't be crazy to say if a dead body ended up in a place that we knew a serial killer spent a lot of time, hey, maybe the serial killer did it. When we know that Hunter Biden is a cocaine addict and cocaine shows up in the White House that they can't claim they don't know where it came from, it's not crazy to think, oh, maybe it was the cocaine addict that had the cocaine. Occam's razor. It's very simple. Use the yeah. simplest explanation first. And that's why I use the COVID lab leak thing. Again, Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that about Hunter Biden is the equivalent of social media companies censoring your account and locking you down from being able to say that this started in a lab in Wuhan calling that racist two years ago. And I'm not making that up, as you guys will well remember. That's exactly what happened in this country. And the, the, so, you know, it's, it's a lady doth protest too much in this. Vivek, if I can, if I can take us back, I'm speaking to Vivek Ramaswamy here, who is currently running third in the most recent major national poll for the Republican nomination. Um, Vivek, to that end, uh, the Trump campaign seems pretty positively disposed toward you. Uh, unlike one of your other front runners, uh, who is getting a lot of back and forth with, uh, with the Trump campaign. Um, you are running, and I know you're going to tell us that you want to be the president, but do you think you would do a better job than Trump? I'm in this race because I think I'm going to do the best job of leading and reuniting this country. Yes, I do believe that I am the one candidate in this race. I think there's a lot of Republicans, Trump included, by the way, who are positioned to defeat Biden in a general election. So I reject the 
electability case against Trump. I think Trump versus Biden or most of the Republicans in this field versus Biden can in a narrow election absolutely win. I think I'm the only candidate in the Republican field, frankly, who can deliver a landslide election akin to what Ronald Reagan did in 1980. And I do think we need a landslide election. We need a moral mandate to revive this country. You know, I might just point to the facts of that, right? 30% of our, we've, you were talking about the 40,000 donor threshold for the Republican Party that many even, you know, well-known politicians have had trouble meeting and are complaining that it's set too high. I've already passed 65,000 unique donors. I've never had a political donor in my life. I never had a donor list that we started with either. I post selfie videos on Twitter and collect donations that way. But we have data on this. And I think last I checked, at least, it was about 30% of them were first-time ever donors to a Republican candidate. That's unheard of. It's usually 2 to 5% for a Republican candidate. And so it just tells me, I mean, I go to the south side of Chicago. I go to Kensington and Philadelphia, where even the police don't show up, or Democratic politicians certainly don't show up. I'm going to college campuses across this country, and I just see an opportunity to think beyond Republican and Democrat boundaries. I could care less for, honestly, traditional partisan distinctions. To me, it's whether we're part of this pro-American movement. And I think that is the formula for actually delivering, you know, Reagan revolution in 1980. I'm in this to do a Ramaswamy revolution in 2024 by similar margins to what Reagan gave us. And I think that's what we're going to need to actually see through much of the revival agenda of shutting down the administrative state, declare independence from China, revive national pride. That's not going to happen with the 50.1 margin. And so, yes, I do think I'm the best positioned person in this Republican field by far to deliver that. And that's what motivates me to be in this. We agree we need a landslide. That's actually what my book uh, is is laying out. It comes out next month. I think you'll agree with a lot of it, Vivek. Uh, so we mentioned you're now qualified to appear in the uh, in the first debate. Donald Trump has not said whether or not he will participate in that debate. Should he participate in that debate? I don't think it. I don't think it matters whether he comes to the first couple of debates. I mean, frankly, this country knows who he is. Not only was he on many debate stages last time around. He also led the country as U.S. president. I think it's important for people who haven't run for president before or people who haven't been in the White House before to be on the early debate stage. I do think that it is important that Trump show up on the debate stage at least later on in this cycle, and I expect to be on there with him. Frankly, it might be just me and him by the time that that plays out. I think it'll be probably just me and him by the time we're at Super Tuesday. But in the early stages of this, I'm perfectly fine being on that debate stage even if Trump doesn't show up, because, frankly, most of this country doesn't yet know me or certainly know me well. And I think it's just a very different position than what Trump's in. OK, you've been very made yourself very wealthy, fantastic businessman. Uh, a lot of that is risk analysis, making taking advantage of opportunities. Uh, to me, that was basically the essence of covid. Right. Could you or could you not mm-hmm. analyze risk? And unfortunately, a lot of politicians could not. If I right now said to you, there's a lot of Republican candidates you get to be vice president, but you have to drop out of the race. So you are Trump's VP. Trump has a huge lead right now. Trump says, comes to you and says, Vivek, I want you to be my guy. You're VP. You'll then be the favorite in 28. We're going to win in 24. Yes or no in response to that option? For me, it would be no. And and for someone else, the answer, you're right, could be yes. But for me, the answer is no, because it depends on how much you value that thing, okay? And for me, the whole project here is about service 
to the country. And I think I'm going to use my skill set best by, if I'm not U.S. president, continuing to do the things that I've been doing. I mean, Buck and I met in a tent in Wisconsin. What, a couple thousand people there? Where I was my Woke Inc. book tour. That yeah, was I fun. Three books. I've been, that was fun, right? And so, so I've, yeah. been, I've, I've cranked out cranked out a book every eight months. I've built businesses. I've built Strive. That's competing against BlackRock. Changed the game on the ESG movement in this country. There are lots of ways to drive change in this country. But, and there are but, 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 uh, uh, Vivek, obviously when you're third yeah. and you're running as well as you are, you're not going to drop out now. Later no. on in this process, if Trump were the I'm nominee, not gonna drop out at all. we're going to win the election. Right, right, right. I, I don't know where the dropout thing came from, but if Trump were the nominee, would you consider being on a ticket with him? I will be helpful to this country in whatever way I can, but I would not be uh, number two or member of an administration. I just don't think that's the right way hmm. for me to make the maximal positive impact on this country. And I'll tell you why. I, I was going to say I think there's a lot of other talented political leaders in the Republican Party, and a lot of them are going to be needed in the administration. I think there aren't that many talented executives in terms of people who can actually build companies, lasting enterprises, lead in the private sector. And so I'm going to have an impact that way. But I think when it comes to reforming the executive branch of the government, it just happens that I have probably the clearest understanding of how to actually shut down the administrative state and the federal bureaucracy. Vivek, we, we don't do want this interview to end, but unfortunately, we're, we're, we're basically at time. We just want to give you a chance to, to say what your site is or where people can go to learn more about your yeah. campaign. Vivek2024.com. V-I-V-E-K2024.com. And I love you guys. We'll talk some more. All right, my friend. Thank you. That's fascinating, right? I mean, th- thanks to Vivek. And, uh, he's good, man. There's, there's a reason that he's, that he's pulling third right now. Yeah. I think a lot of people out there, you know, raising their eyebrows, interested, like most people won't say. Again, we'll, we'll break this down a little bit more for you when we come back to close out the, uh, to close out the program today, but that was fun. Uh, Innovation Refunds, the name of the company helping tens of thousands of small business owners with their ERC tax refunds. The ERC is the employee retention credit. If you own a business with more than four employees, you could have money waiting to be claimed. ERC tax filing process complex, innovation refunds dedicated to helping business owners navigate the process. If your CPA might have said, hey, you don't qualify for the ERC, uh, wait just a second. Maybe worth getting a second opinion because innovation refunds has a network of independent tax attorneys familiar with the updated qualification criteria. They'll even work with your CPA to help you discover and feel confident about your eligibility. They've been helping eligible businesses claim their ERC tax refund since 2021, and they may be able to help your business too. Go to innovationrefunds.com to get started. No upfront charges. They don't get paid unless you get paid. You can call them now to 1-843-REFUNDS. That's 1-843-REFUNDS. Go to innovationrefunds.com. That's innovationrefunds.com. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America, for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show buck how much would you bet that vivek would take the vp slot if trump offered it to him a lot a 10k lot. you'd I, put 10k down on he would take it we'd like uh, it. i mean i would i would put some serious cash down on vivek would take the vp slot um so i, I would say one thing that it really came across when we were talking to him just now you know what his you know what his lane is he's very smart optimism yeah, not fighting back against the monsters of the left. Not, I'm not saying he won't do that, but I just mean his his approach is Reagan morning in America more than crush the woke communists and destroy them and hear the lamentations when the villages are, you know, you, you know, the, all that stuff. So I think I connect more with that, um, you know, style uh, in general, and I think he's really good at it. I mean, that was, a, I, I'm sure many of you listening to that interview were kind of thinking, oh, I'd like to see him on the debate stage. And I think he'll do very well there. Um, important email from VIP uh, Keith Clay. He yes. writes, Clay, did you happen to wash down your avocado toast with Bud Light? Just curious <laughs> if Gavin Newsom was with you at that wedding. LOL. Great job. Love the show. <laughs> the comments, if you want to laugh. The comments to me confessing I had avocado toast on Saturday and Sunday for breakfast, back-to-back days, and I confessed to it. The comments are hysterical from you guys. If you want to go, just scroll down a little bit. If you want a good laugh, well played by everybody. I did not have a Bud Light. I have a functional penis, so I don't drink Bud Light. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I know my gender, so I don't drink, but did you go, did you go red pepper flakes on your avocado toast or perhaps some smoked salmon? No, that wasn't an option. I did Uh. order a side of bacon, uh, to protect my manhood. 
Um, and uh, I had a uh, I had some uh, scrambled eggs on top, actually. You know what? The, which bacon I never and had French before. fries, two things that you're never upset that you ordered it. They're good oh. with anything. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.